0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's word and get more out of the word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, September 6th, 2021. imagine that you're getting your breakfast this morning and you open up that dishwasher that has the light on that says that things are supposed to be clean and you start looking for a bowl for your cereal and you know you you have these two different bowls that you see and one of them just looks crystal clean and sparkly and the other one it seems like the dishwasher kind of missed something on it which of those bowls are you going to use for your breakfast this morning Well, as we think about that picture, it's an illustration that the Apostle Paul picks up on when he talks about the kind of people that God is going to use in his work. And so we want to start by looking at 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 26. And as we do, we're going to see this illustration of uh, the different vessels and their uses in the house. And as we do, uh, it talks about the, the good vessel. And in verse 21, it says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Now, as we think about that, that should be an aspiration for every Christian. I want to be ready for every good work. I want to be useful to the master of the house. And he uses the the illustration of these vessels or, you know, these dishes to kind of think of it in modern terms and to think of it in terms of your own kitchen. But he wants to be ready for every good work. And so now we want to get away from the illustration and we uh, we want to ask, okay, well, what what is he talking about? What, what does it actually look like to be this youthful vessel? And one of the things is, well, if you want to be useful, you, you got to know the word. Uh, verse. 15 is actually the verse where Awana comes from. Yeah, we, we have an Awana ministry at our church. What, what, where in the world did that word come from? Well, the acronym A-W-A-N-A comes from the idea that approved workmen are not ashamed. And that comes from this verse, which says, Do your best to present yourself as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Now, this is a letter being written by the Apostle Paul to another who was a pastor, Timothy, and certainly pastors and leaders in a church have the highest responsibility to study God's word and to handle it correctly. That does not mean that other Christians are exempt from that. To be sure, pastors and anyone who is going to stand up and teach the word has a greater obligation to know the word and to use it well. However, every Christian needs to be able to some extent to use the word of God. I mean, for instance, all of us are called to share our faith. Uh, You might not be teaching a class or preaching in a church, but God's calling you to teach somebody. And therefore, you must be able to use the word accurately to do that. Do you know the word? And I'm glad you're listening to this podcast, but I also as I often say hope that it's not just a podcast that you're actually reading God's word, that you're digging into it yourself to use it rightly. And I want you even making sure, hey, what I'm saying is true, not because you trust me, but because it matches up with what the Bible says. We need approved workmen to serve God the Lord. Also, he describes what these youthful vessels look like. Uh, in verse 22, we see, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Now, that's telling us to flee from these evil desires and to pursue good things. Now, what are the evil desires of Um, That he's talking about, what do you think when it says, so flee youthful passions? And from the context, it actually seems that kind of the main one he has in mind is somewhat this arrogant um, and argumentative spirit. That's kind of the main youthful passion that he seems to be referring to here. He's trying to warn Timothy, don't be this young, hot-headed, always want to argue, always want to prove your point kind of guy. That is not who you are supposed to be. Um, He says in verse 23, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone able to teach patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. And so as you think about, um, those verses and how they come together, it it helps us see this picture that we need to be approved workmen. We need to study. We need to know our stuff, but then we don't go out and just beat people over the head with it. And we don't just go out and uh, seek to argue with everyone who has a slightly different viewpoint than us. No, we need to know our stuff and then we need to apply it with gentleness, with respect, uh, and with clarity. And it's unfortunate that often it seems like you're, you're going to get one or the other. You're going to get someone that, that that's kind and, and gentle, but they don't know their stuff. Or you're, you're going to get sometimes someone that, hey man, they really know their stuff, but it seems more about the argument uh, to them. And to be that youthful vessel God, or the useful vessel, uh, God wants us to be people that hey we know the word. And we're able to apply the word to situations. And when we come across someone that's saying something that's not accurate to the word, we're clear, we bring correction, we show what the the truth of the word is, but we do it with patience and even with the goal of winning the person over, not just destroying them in an argument. And we see some Proverbs today that I think really match up well with what we see in 2 Timothy. And these Proverbs are going to come... Mostly uh, for us today, we're looking at chapters 15 through 18, but I want to look at a few things in chapter 16. And as we look at that, it says, starting in verse um, 18, it says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover good, and blessed is he who trusts the Lord. The wise of heart is called discerning, and sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. Good sense is a fountain of life to him who has it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise makes his speech judicious and adds persuasiveness to his lips. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And so there, as we think about those words, I think it applies that when we come across a disagreement about what the word says, or even we come across somebody that is in error, somebody that uh, does not Um, that that is not reflecting uh, the biblical truth in a certain situation. Uh, We don't want to approach that with pride, thinking, oh, well, I'm so smart because I've got it figured out. Uh, We want to approach it with the truth, uh, with an accurate understanding of God's word. But then we want to be wise. We want our speech speech to be persuasive. We want our speech to be uh, judicious and gracious and sweet. And and that is a good and healthy thing. So hopefully those Proverbs even help us apply what we read in 2 Timothy today. Uh, Let's move on to Luke 17 now in a very familiar story uh, in verses 11 through 19, where Jesus cleanses the 10 lepers. And, And if you've been around the church or study these passages, you get a sense of how devastating leprosy could be uh, in this ancient society, seemingly some disease that was contagious. So if you had it, you were pretty much shunned from society, but then very aggressively affected your your skin um, and caused things to break down um, about that. And it was a tough, tough uh, thing to have and to go through because uh, it meant you were not only physically suffering, but then you were an outcast. And And so these 10 lepers are crying out for Jesus to have mercy on them. And as he does, we know the story, how many come back? One of them comes back to say, thank you. And it's always should be a powerful reminder to us to be grateful people. If you are a Christian, Jesus has cured you of something worse than leprosy. You were not just an outcast living on the fringes of society. You were a son or daughter of wrath headed to destruction. And he has set you free from that. Would you stop and take time to thank God today? And would you let that be something that kind of always keeps bringing you back to trust God and to thank God because of what he has done for you? It should. That doesn't mean, though, that every season of life is going to be easy. As we look at Psalm 105 today and we look at verses 12 through 22, we're reminded of a call to remember what God has done. And that should bring us encouragement, even when things are not going in a way that we can understand. In Psalm 105, it, we've already been told to remember the mighty works of the Lord. Well, today it's going to bring us back to the slavery of the Egyptians and even the slavery in particular of Joseph and how Joseph, even though it says in verse 18, his feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron until what he said had come to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. And then God delivered him, but he, he went through a long period of time where he did not know what in the world was going on, but even God had used it to save uh, really the the young nation of Israel, which at that point was just a family from famine and, and to accomplish something good. So even as you're starting a new week, when there's difficult things in your life, difficult things that you cannot make sense of right now, remember the works of the Lord. Remember how many times people in scripture went through extended times of difficulty that they could not make sense of. But now with the help of scripture, we see how God used it. So I hope that encourages you to trust God today. I hope all of us are seeking to be faithful and fruitful servants of God, the kind of vessels that God will use to honor his name. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.